Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a whatever-we-want-to-play actual play podcast. Today we're going to be playing Adventure Dice. It's a simple one-page RPG that you can Google. All you need is a six-sided dice that I'm sure everybody has closer than they think they do. And, uh, yeah, you can Google it. Look it up. Today, I got some buddies with me. Say hi, buddies. Howdy. How you doing? Hello. <laughs> who wants to introduce themselves first so we know who we're talking to? I mean, I can go first, I suppose. <laughs> Pull the trigger, um, my dude. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. I am Rain. Over the course of the season, I have started humanoid-looking, and I'm still humanoid-looking, but now not um, quite entirely humanoid-looking anymore. Uh, we had an episode where I got my horns back. We had some episodes where we had full werewolf form. We all know her. We all love her. It's Rain with her dirty ash blonde hair, her myriad of scars, and her one blind eye. Uh, now sporting, openly visible, and regrown antlers, and some some cute fox ears. Adorable. We love her. Mm. Who who's that fellow in the corner? Oh, I'm Chico Barrett. I'm a three foot four inch tall desert cottontail wrapped folk with tan fur, white chin and belly, and orange paws. And today I'm wearing a cotton shirt, denim overalls, straw hat, and I've got a backpack filled with straw. Same as always. Adorable. And who's this last one? Last but not least, you have. She's going to introduce herself. Howdy there. My name is Everest H, but. You can call me Ava. It is our favorite half-devil, half-dark elf girl, Cambian girl, in her goth cowboy, cowgirl outfit, I mean. Um, she's got purple skin, red eyes, white hair, and a pair of big wings that have uh, feathers that are black and red and also golden. Those are pretty new, but a full set of feathers and if you look through them, you can see the light bend in strange ways. And uh, sitting atop of each of her shoulders, she has two little dragons, one dark and one bright. Hmm. As moths are confused by the strange bending of light around your wings, I ask, <laughs> do any of you all have a cousin? Plenty. Yes. Scattered. <laughs> scattered? Yes. <laughs> Please describe well, Scattered. <laughs> no, as in they were scattered. Uh, the village was attacked. Well, that's definitely also their name now. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's ska, S K A, then like a big D with a dot, and then it's D E R D, so scattered. <laughs> scattered. <laughs> Scattered is an appropriate name, as they're often scattered. Always getting themselves into trouble, getting in over their heads, and this time, they've really stepped in it. Rain, could you describe physically what scattered looks like? They are a little bit roughed up. They tend to, like, run into trees and trip over things. Uh, their <laughs> hair is usually, like, a little bit messy because of that, because they, like... 
land on their face a lot. They have some some scars, like most uh, people from Rain's Village, except they're not from fighting, but from them falling on their face. They have a very sunny outlook on life, which is something that is like the, the opposite of Rain sometimes, <laughs> where it's like, oh, it will work out. It's going to work out. It's going to be fine. Look, I can make this work. And... You- um, you can't be that clumsy and not have a good outlook on life. They are one <laughs> of the toughest point. people you know, not through battle-tested might, but just the raw amount of pain they go through on a day-to-day basis. Uh, but yeah, physically, they have sort of like gray hair with some some browns in it, very kind of like if they stand next to a bush... They're a little bit camouflaged. <laughs> uh, the typical orange-yellow Shatloop eyes and more of like a... They started out with uh, more like leafy and like homemade fur clothes, but ever since they have been traveling after the attack and they had to flee um, and then started traveling... Uh, they change to just buying whatever stuff they find pretty and putting it on and like trying to style it. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. And after the scattering of your village, you know, people had to find things to do. This person gravitated towards ships. They joined up with a boat, the open sea air. I mean, like... I would say no less than three times a day, they, like, step into a cartoonish loop of rope that caused them to be pulled up into the rigging, (laughs) (laughs) suspended fully upside down, like, oh, God, got me again, guys. (laughs) Come on, get me down from here. Uh, And they look at you with, like, a level of desperation they don't often feel. Like, scattered looks scattered right now. (laughs) Oh, Rain, I, I really stepped in it this time. Um, so the I'm loop? In love with the, the rope loop? <laughs> Rain, you big goof. They go to slap you and fully fall out of their chair and somehow land in a mud puddle inside of the guild hall. <laughs> you have talent that is so special. <laughs> Oh, gee. <laughs> you got a washcloth? Someone hands them a washcloth. It slips out of their hands <laughs> under their foot directly back in the mud puddle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Funny enough, this is one of the rare times where a fire-breathing kitten request comes in not from someone in needing of being saved or a town in danger. Simply your cousin has arrived at the guild hall with a request of their family member. She's a lovesick fool, often getting in over her head. And she's got a real problem this time. As they stand up cleaning themselves off, they go, So, yeah, so, um, in love with the princess. Like, I really think it's going to work this time. Me, me, me and this princess, like, cause, you know, me, we're lowborn. I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a little wolf from out in the forest. And, oh my, they are, they are something else. Um, so we can, we couldn't be like legally married because of my status. So me, me and me and her pops, the Duke, we made up a a little plan where she would be, um, kidnapped by a Cyclops 
and I was supposed to be on a nearby waiting boat so I could deliver her back to her father. And then, oh, out of gratitude, he would give me his daughter's hand in marriage. And then nobody could say boo, right? But what happened was, I told the crew that was supposed to bring me there, and the captain, fellow named Crack Knuckle, uh, said, you know what? That sounds like a great plan. I'm going to do it. And then they put me in a barrel and threw me off the side of the boat. And I washed up on the shores a Nicomoy, and I thought, oh, geez, you know who lives here? Oh, Rain does. So you mind help me out? I, I just I just need a lift to the island, maybe fight a Cyclops and a couple other pirate crews, uh, just, to get, just to get my lady love's hand back. Do you mind help me out, Rain? Well, I mean, I, I'm not one to stand in the way of love. <laughs> She, like, raises an eyebrow a little bit. Like, she's like not big, quite sure how much of the story is correct. <laughs> like, big, wide eyes He or they look at you with. Like, not even, like, a Disney princess. Like, an animal in a Disney movie. Just big, <laughs> glossy, wet eyes. Like, oh, will you? <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm sure we'll find a nice seashell, and then you can propose, and it's gonna be great. Oh, the seashell thing. Shoot, I totally done forgot about that. Thank you so much, Rain. You're so smart. Scattered. He goes to, like, pinch your cheeks, but he, like, misses, and, like, his fingernails cut his thumb as he, like, clicks down too hard on his hands. Oh, geez, got myself again. You notice his fingers are covered in bandages. <laughs> You know, it's always good to have claws, but sometimes it is also good to file them down a little bit, you know, like how we used to do when we were kids and we didn't really, you know, have like our strength and control and kind of like cut up stuff. He like says like softly, like his demeanor growing dark for like a second goes, I miss Auntie B, one of the one of the lost ones. But then quickly yeah. he shakes it off like a dog shedding water after getting a bath and goes, yeah, you know what? But hey, hey, we take care of our own, right? Yeah, I mean, once the once the village is rebuilt, which it will soon be, we'll set out to find the rest of our guys and we'll see who who wants to come back and who learned what and, you know... It's yeah. all, it's going to be good. Cameron is there, and and we found mom and dad, and it's it's going to be good. It's going to be okay. She's, like, kind of, like, uh, patting herself on the shoulder in, like, a reassuring way. Just a little bit of self-soothing. <laughs> like, uh, he goes, yeah, everything's going to be just fine, and confidently sits in the chair, tilts it back a little bit, and then fully takes a gainer. And falls back, slamming his head against the floor. <laughs> Rain would try to, like, um, put her foot, like, on the chair last moment <laughs> to, like, put it back up. <laughs> uh, you, you save your cousin from a full concussion. But the sound <laughs> <once>. of... <laughs> For <yeah>. now. <laughs> yeah, another concussion would probably be more <laughs> accurate. Um... Uh, but the sound of skull hitting floor definitely awakens the other two of you, or at least alerts your <laughs> attention. Um, 
Are you in your bedroom that the guild hall definitely has? <laughs> <laughs> or, or where are other two friends at? I am uh, in, in the corner of this guild hall watching this spectacle. Um, you kind of like if the camera pans out for a little bit, you see her like staring sort of uh, almost impassionately. But if you look closer, she's smiling just a tiny bit. There's a little bit of a of a dark glimmer of satisfaction in her eyes as, as she's watching it. And, um, yeah, Ava kind of walks, walks up to you, Rain. Um, you hear, like, the clicking of, um, of heeled boots on, uh, tile, not tile, um, wooden planks that the <laughs> guild hall is. And, um, <laughs> and, she, and she goes to Rain and says, now... I want to know who cursed that person. I have never seen someone fall so many times in, in three minutes. Uh, Scattered looks at you confidently and says, Oh, twas God. God? <laughs> now, I'd like to meet this God and learn a few things from him. <laughs> kind of like uh, looks, at, looks at them slightly menacingly. You just have to watch. <laughs> it's He works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Painful, yeah, I, mostly. You know, I, I probably should stop worshipping Mysterio, the god of working in mysterious ways. <laughs> but, but you know what? I just love him. I just love him so much. You, you can never quite figure him out. And he goes to put his hand under his chin and fully punches himself in the nose. Ava <laughs> um, watches, like, sort of satisfied and says, Hmm... This Mysterio, are you sure he's a god and not a devil? Because it se- certainly seems like something a devil would do. <laughs> hey, I don't question the greater mysteries, my friend. <laughs> what I get is mine, and I'm happy to have it. And for once, he doesn't accidentally do something. <laughs> he actually <laughs> looks a little cute and confident in that moment. <laughs> yeah, just take a little notebook yes. and scratch. Mysterio. You're doing it. God of falling. Okay. Chico's gonna hop up and 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 say, "Well, I heard that there's some y- y'all are planning on going on a mission for rescuing the princess or something. That sounds incredible. I'd like to join if you if you got some room for your party. We're gonna need every every hand we can get that doesn't end up in the ship rigging. Uh, I've been on ships before. I could do that." Now this princess, how 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 wealthy of a princess are we talking? Like, uh, what do you think the reward's gonna be for her safe return? Uh, we we didn't really like do so much as a treasure deal. Is that I would get to marry my lady love? Uh, but like, I mean, her her papa's real wealthy. I mean, he looks to reign. I, I I figured I'd bring some of that wealth back to the village, you know, for the whole refurbishment. Um. But, like, there's, like, a half dozen other pirate crews all currently about to take her. We kind of had to make it an open agreement, so it seemed legit. Uh, but, yeah, no, lots of treasure and uh, all that. Uh, but um, the winds are moving and the sunlight is dwindling, my friends. Okay. Do you all have a boat? Sure, I could make a deal with someone to... Uh... To give us one. Actually, hold on a second. She pulls out another notebook and looks through her um, her deals, <laughs> list of deals that she's made, and says, hmm, you know what? Yeah, 
I think I know a guy. Cool. Form so a little everyone favor has for a, him. Everybody has a moment to like collect themselves, whatever gear is necessary for your FPK, baby. Princess rescue. That's like day one stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody will have a chance to prepare, gather any relevant equipment um, that they need or think they might need. Uh, let's say three objects. What's everybody picking up? Well, the boat. <laughs> oh, everybody's hot to trot. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's do Ava last, since you're you got the big heavy weight of the boat. All right. All right. Well, Chico's gonna go grab some of the stuff he's gotten on his adventure. He's gotten this uh, really nifty cape that I don't remember where 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 I wrote down, but it's a cape that allows me to soak in, soak some damage for one attack and then it's used up and I've also got my super suit which gives me some resistance and well that's about all he's really got as far as items go but he'll also be bringing oh I know he's he's got he'll go look for his, a little coyote helper come with him uh so you walk out into the backyard of the guild hall you see like a rabbit looking nervous and you're like oh there gotta be a coyote around here (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he goes up and goes yep yep out out into the into the uh streets and then a coyote will show up eventually (laughs) uh can you communicate with this coyote in a meaningful way yeah i yeah i can speak coyote hey what's up buddy How's it going? I'm just trying to eat some rabbit out here. How you doing? I'm doing all right, but I'm not the kind of rabbit you're looking for. Or I can, we can look for some food. Hey, we're I'm going to go on an adventure. I need your help. I gotta be honest. I uh, as long as if you die in this adventure, I can try to eat you. You're a lot bigger than my mouth, but I see a lot of rabbit meat in front of me. Oh, there's oh shucks! I know, I know, you're just full of air. You can come with me, and I'll, I'll get you all the food you want. Bear and rabbit. Yeah, he comes up and he's licking your face, and you know this is not affection. He's seeing what you taste like. <laughs> I, I, I love this. I love this quirky one. You're something else. All right, let's go. Hey, uh, you want to name me? Uh, hey, uh, you want to name me real quick? Um. Uh, I'm trying to think of a name. I'm not really good at it. Uh, I don't. Neither am I. I'm a coyote, bud. I uh, I don't have a name. Dog. But like, uh, now that I've talked to a humanoid, I'm like, uh, hey, maybe I need one, you know? Um, fox meat. I don't know. Get over fox, here. Fox meat. My name, I guess, is fox meat. <laughs> All right. Hey. I'm gonna go uh, mark a tree with my musk, but uh, I'll I'll be I'll be with you in a moment, okay, bud. Okie dokie. Uh, he rubs himself hard against a tree. <laughs> <laughs> what you up to, Rain? <laughs> I will be picking up my foraging bag, which has already some general herbs in it. Uh, general herbs. You can't see, but I saluted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, in case someone decides to punch an NPC in the stomach and I gotta make it better. uh, Happen. (laughs) Um, What else? Uh, Some jerky, both for Rain herself and for any potential 
animals. <laughs> uh, so you're like and looking around ring- your bedroom in the guild and you're like what what do i even pack for this <laughs> you've got general herbs and you hear like the creeping thyme and wild mint in your bag going like don't you worry maggot we got this <laughs> everybody hush up the colonel said shut up um, <laughs> um and you're like what, what what do i pack for this uh no worry answers. If you want to bring one more item, feel free. Or we can leave it undecided. Uh, I would almost say undecided. So you grab a thing <laughs> and you just stuff it into your backpack. <laughs> You're not entirely yeah, sure what it is. Rain is like usually camping at sight, so she just walked into a room. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh my goodness, I have a room here. There's a little plaque that says rain on it. I slept in the rain so many times. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that there are definitely rooms in the guild hall. (laughs) I am talking to a person who is not here, and you know who you are. They will be fuming. So, Ava, we cut to you. Okay. To, to who are we making this boat deal with? So, um, this, uh, her father is Blythehold. Sorry. Her father is, um, Blythe Horde of Horde Holdings. And, um, as a guy who's part of a holdings industry, he, he makes a lot of shipments, but sometimes he likes to undercut people. And one of those people tried to, um, get revenge by taking his life, but they made the worst mistake of their, uh, of their existence because, unfortunately, Ava's charged to protect her dad from these attempts on his life. And, um... Yeah, she imprisoned everyone who was involved except for except for him, the guy who owned the shipping company, or not shipping company, the ship company, and said, um, you know what? If you agree to never talk to, get near, or ever come into contact with Blight Horde again, and you let me use one of your ships in the future at a time of my choosing, I will let you go. Otherwise, if you decline or if you go renege on this deal, you're going straight to Dengane Jail. And no one gets out of there unchanged. Uh, can I financially ruin him from the shadows? Uh, unfortunately, darling, I'm in the shadows. I am the shadows. And, well, his fortune is also my fortune, so I can't allow that. Dang, okay, I really thought I had you on that one. Um, okay, the deal's amenable. Please don't murder me. <laughs> if you renege on it, you just made a deal with the devil, so you'll regret it. No, I'm fully terrified of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't regret this deal then. And, um, yeah, knowing that she uh, has him in this deal, she now has a boat that she can use at any time that she wants. As you just sort of walk the deck of the ship, uh, somehow your father knows. And you see an illusion of him appears on the ship. And it's like a pre-recorded message. Hey, 
to my favorite child that I can remember. I'm so glad that you've done something I am proud of. This is all yours. And I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I think this is actually pretty accurate, isn't it? <laughs> this is the closest thing he can feel to love and affection. Yeah, she just like, um, she just makes an obscene gesture at the illusion. And one of the, one of the feathers uh, from her wings just flies into it and uh, cuts straight to his throat and um, dissipates the illusion. She says, like I had any choice. It appears you have attacked me. And then it cuts out. <laughs> and then a pre-recorded secondary illusion appears. That's why I love you. Another, another feather flies straight into that one. This, this, time, this time his heart. <laughs> Somewhere far away. Blythe Horde is laying supine on a very, a couch so expensive, it is the entire career, like lifetime finance of an entire person. And he feels like pride and love inside of him, and he shakes it off as if it feels icky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she unfortunately has that in common with, with him, just a little bit. Um, anyway, she just walks the deck of the ship looking satisfied and says this'll do this'll do nicely and as for the other items that she that she brought with her she brought a gallon of the blackest coffee in fact burnt um that she actually uh yeah she stores it somewhere on the on the ship but also has this little convenient portal that she stuffs large inconvenient items into and um also on her on her waist, she has like this pouch, and it jangles a little bit when she when she steps, much like her spurs. It's uh, it has a lot of valuable things in it, and you can catch a glimmer of one of those. Those are just treats for her uh, dragon Malum, who's made of stained glass. And um, yeah, she got those from a lot of criminals. Uh, requisitioned them as right of sheriff. Mm, yes, we love civil forfeiture. forfeiture. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it makes for great uh, food for her dragon. Cool. So um, within the hour, everybody goes to Ava's new boat. Does the boat have a name? Uh, she kind of checks the sides of it. Um, it is the SS Squandered. She changes. She doesn't know what it was previously. She kind of um, changes it. <laughs> you see, or like previously, one of the illusions that Blythe Horde has just intrinsically, it says the SS name redacted, who I love. And then you gla wave a hand over it and change it to whatever you like. Yeah, SS dot squandered. No metaphor there, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, gang. What do you do? When Chico gets on the boat, he sees the barrel of that uh, coffee that Ava brought. And he's like, oh, my, is that that happy bean juice? Oh, man, I can't wait to have some of that here. Fox meat. I know this ain't meat, but I know you'd like this. And he pours it out. I don't know, buddy. Like, if it's not meat, I don't know if old Fox meat, which is my name now, is into <laughs> it. Trust me, once you get into this, you'll be into anything. Yeah, Ava just, like, cocks an eyebrow and says... I mean, see it yourself. 
and uh, uh, she kind of gestures to it where you can pour your own thing. She's not going to pour you a cup. Oh, <laughs> shucks. Thank you. And then he takes a cup and takes a, and takes a swig. Goes, oh, yeah, that's the stuff. Here, Fox, me. you should try some. He does this super cute animal thing where he dips his furry little paw in it and then licks at his paw. And then, again, Disney cartoon animal eyes as he's like, oh, dang, this stuff's good. And then we just both start chugging it. And as you guys are like happily like drinking coffee together. Hey, you ever eaten it? Sorry, that's not his voice. Hey, uh, you ever eaten an adrenal gland? This is almost like that. An adrenal gland? I've never heard of that before. Oh, buddy, I got things to show you, my friend. All like right. cannibalism. <laughs> hey, look, if, uh... I speak common. It's me. It's me, Fox me. Uh, look, buddy, if you haven't tried adrenal gland before, oh my goodness, you catch a rabbit, and it's real small on the rabbits. But, uh, you know, I mean, like cannibalism, what, what truly is cannibalism? That's just uh, the weak eating the strong, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm fox me. That's not, I'm not even a fox. I just eat what I eat, you know? You, you do that, buddy. I believe in you. Hey, I'm going to definitely eat you if you die. And he licks your face again. Hey, I'll say that, buddy. Hey, I'll say that. Anyway, get back to my backpack. Oh, uh, Shiko. Um, you, you feel like little claws on your uh, on, on, on your shoulder, then kind of crawling down to your arm and a pair of little black and purple wings. In, in your face as Penny thinks the coffee is for her and starts drinking it as well. Oh my gosh, it's a dragon! And hey. Chico dies for cover. I'm gonna be honest here, Chico. Uh, I, I gather that's your name through context clues. Um, I really want to eat this dragon, but it seems like if I bite it, it's gonna kill me. So I'm gonna bite it, because I'm an animal. But I just feel like it's going to be a real bad idea for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a pre- pretty bad idea. I mean, I even I'm scared of Drake. I'm going to do, do it. it. All righty then. Uh, <laughs> okay. He just like uh, Penny um, hisses at him, like flaring her, her wings open, making her look uh, bigger. And you can see, um, you can see little black um, venom dripping off of the... Off of her front teeth. <laughs> oh no, I've gotten myself into a situation, Chico. I still want to eat this thing, but now I'm attracted to it. What? <laughs> it's How's intimidating. I feel like I should be submissive right now. And uh, like, honestly, honestly, Chico, I don't hate that. I don't hate him, but I'm going to still try to bite it. Can Rain walk past and just kind of like try and like pick him up by the scruff of his neck? Like, okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> okay. Hey, the scruff of my neck has been pulled and it makes me feel extra submissive. Is this my mommy? <laughs> he looks at you directly, Chico. I never uh, met my mother. I assume she was eaten by a larger predator. You know, if you get eaten, it's your fault at this point. Yeah, my mom sucks. This is my new mom now. <laughs> Rain, Rain is gonna like make <laughs> sort of this like super animalistic like growl, <laughs> which like a human couldn't do, and is like, good behave. <laughs> also jerky. Here you go. <laughs> what? The, oh, I gotta tell you, I wanted to eat that glass, but this jerky is a lot easier on the gums. You know what I'm saying? I love That's you, mom. I brought it. He, he licks your face. 
to see if it tastes good. Uh, roll a dice. <laughs> <laughs> what kind? A danger dice or a basic dice? Uh, I believe it's always two basic dice. And then if you get the danger result... Uh, no, oh, sorry, no. This one is not dangerous. But if you get a danger dice, he is curious. I love playing a two-intelligence animal. <laughs> uh, that's a one danger and a one checkmark. Yeah, he definitely trying to see what you taste like. But as, like, you growl, you feel the tongue go into a, like, Hey, I'm not trying to eat you, I'm just trying to clean you. You got a little bug right here. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, fox, fox meat relents. <laughs> Everyone ready to depart is scattered, scatterbrained, or did he make it? <laughs> is, is that is that clumsy, interesting clumsy oath, oath coming with us or not? Uh, oh no, he's on the boat. Ah, in the rigging or actually standing? <laughs> oh no, he he boards the boat and doesn't. He he has enough space around him <laughs> where d he can't be trapped. For now. <laughs> <laughs> with the commotion with the um coyote the other dragon bright and stained glass malum kind of uh goes up to penny approaches her sort of like um they, they they do a little uh back and forth and then he kind of like um nuzzles nuzzles her her neck little token of affection for her and she kind of does it back chica's <laughs> oh. <laughs> gonna come up to ava and be like Wait, so these dragons, uh, you've trained them? Uh, trained them? I mean, mm -hmm. they kind of just, they, they, they kind of just follow me where I go, but yeah, in, in a way I have, I have trained them. Can you You're communicate with your dragons, Ava? Yes. Uh, have we established what they sound like? Uh, Penny has a sort of a, a, a British accent, slight British accent. Uh, she and, she can... She can communicate telepathically with anyone that she chooses to, um, usually one person at a time. But recently, she's unlocked the ability to communicate with multiple people at a time. Uh, Malum doesn't speak, um, but he understands. He occasionally does speak Draconic, but usually chooses not to. Mm. Um, yeah. Thank you for giving me a female British voice to do. <laughs> Super easy for my grumbly California accent. <laughs> You're welcome. Always good to keep a GM on his toes. <laughs> I want to... Uh, <laughs> nope. Immediately wrong. <laughs> Darling Ava, I wish to eat this little bit of meat, and I think it wants to eat me. Can I eat it first? What are you talking about? The That coyote? Mm, yes. Though also, strangely enough, I think I'm attracted to this coyote. You're you're attracted, but what will Malin think of that? Ah, oh, I I don't know how this whole love thing works, but uh, maybe if Malin's willing to share, uh, well, I mean, I I don't know. This coyote's been following Chico around. Maybe they have some kind of connection. Maybe don't eat him, but uh, attracted. Yeah, do your thing, whatever. Make hmm. uh, coyote dragon babies. I will explore this in the background of the scenes. Let the listener not forget that in the background, all of everyone's NPCs familiar are figuring out a weird <laughs> polycule. 
That is my son. <laughs> <laughs> Rain Better feels a present w- a seashell. <laughs> <laughs> a weird level of protectiveness comes over Rain. <laughs> yeah, and as as long as as long as you don't um you know screw anything up or you're you're here when I when I call you you do what you gotta that's fine do Always. whatever you want in your own time. Come, 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 come on, dude. I, I'm I'm very respectful of your time. What what have I ever not been there for you? And she nuzzles into your cheeks, and then Malum just is like, "Oh, is that what we're doing?" And starts nuzzling you as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. You see, Ava's wings kind of like uh kind of like tighten as she as as she like sort of does this um protective um movement over them, and then just like they they, they flare a little bit open once again. Um. Well, if y'all are done. Showing this, dude, and then she, then she kind of like pushes them away. Um, so she kind of like directs, turns the crew. Y'all know where you're going. Uh, that way. <laughs> hey, that way. You see scattered points, and you see many other boats going in all the same direction. <laughs> okay, great. Rain points in the same direction. That way. <laughs> <laughs> That cool. way it is. So we have a series of challenges here. Um, using the adventure dice system. Uh, the first challenge is getting there fast. So could you describe your the ways in which you would assist the boat in moving fast? Roll the standard two dice and then tell me what you get. We're going to count treasures as great success. Any check mark is a good success. And then anything that isn't that will negatively impact. Let's see what the total net successes is of the group. Okay. Uh, I, I know exactly what Ava says to the crew to try to motivate them. Uh, she says, um, listen, y'all. Y'all like money, right? Well, if you if you get us there before everyone else, you'll get a 10% bonus. And if not, you can kiss that bonus bye-bye. And if you are slower than the rest, then we will get a 10% bonus. We we were into it at the first part, but if we fail, we owe you money? (laughs) Or, you know, it can just be deducted from from your pay. Okay, so yeah, definitely roll your thing now. Okay, so I I, I got a... (laughs) I got a four on... um, one of my dice and six another one. I made a little code. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is bad. It's an X and a frowny face. <laughs> yeah, me. dude. The the you threatening their pay, they did not like. Like the crew is doing their job, but uh, Chico and Rain can tell that Ava has just turned off the crew. <laughs> oh shucks. Well, I can I can fix this. Uh, and Chica looks out to the horizon at the ships that are ahead of them. Well, I'll give make them have to deal with some some stormy weather. So he has his harvest goddess Mai, who effect, who can affect like crops and harvest and but specifically like rainfall. So what he's going to do is he's going to call up for call on Mai to bring down some thunderstorms on the ships ahead of them. Just affect them so it slows them down. Uh, you talk directly to your god. Oh, hey, Chico, what's up? How you doing, boy? What you I, need? Why are you praying to me today? 
I, I'd like I'd like some assistance in tricking some of them them people in the ships up ahead. Oh well, that sounds like a bucket of fun. You mind uh, rolling some dice for me though? Because I'm a <laughs> god, I'm real busy. I would love nothing more to bring rain on your enemies. <laughs> and isn't your buddy's name rain? That's kind of funny. I was okay, just gonna so say, I got, please don't I got throw a, I got me on the other bone. <laughs> I got a happy face and an X. <clears throat> We're gonna do that to a neutral success. The there are boats farther in the distance, and you cannot affect them. But everyone around you is caught up in this rain cloud, giving you mm. enough time to make it to the, like if we call it behind, middle, and in front, you can move to the middle section. Mm-hmm. All right, baby, I got some rain for you. But hey, hey, these ain't tears from God. This is just me flushing the toilet. <laughs> yep, as always. Hey, if you need some thunder, I would love to go bowling later. What's bowling? Oh, <laughs> Does it have to it's do with bowls? <laughs> no, it involves pins and a big old ball you throw down like a like a lightly greased thing. You know what? You pray to me later, I'll explain bowling to you. Okay, boy? Okie dokie. There's a bunch of my paladins who are doing like a big battle with a bunch of elves, and they're like praying to me real hard. So I gotta go. You you gonna be okay? Yeah, I'll be all right. I love you in only the way a god can. Oh, okay. <laughs> everything you do is in service of me, and everything I do is in service of you, even when it gets hard. And you feel like a gentle breeze caress your cheek, gently moving your fur like the loving pat of a mother. Mm-hmm. All right, I've done all I could do. I don't know how to get deal with them ships up ahead. Maybe, uh, Rain, can you do something about it? Listen, I'm having my hands full trying to keep scattered out of the rigging and go from going overboard and from bumping into the crew. Somehow, Rain, uh, somehow scattered has covered himself in oil and is walking very too close to a lamp. No, 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 no. <laughs> so Rain's, <laughs> Rain's attempt at helping will be um, trying to keep scattered from just lighting the ship aflame or untying the sail or <laughs> kicking loose aboard. Roll them dice. By the way they are rubbing their face, I don't, I'm not excited for the outcome. <laughs> no, I think it's okay. I have a check mark and an X. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you guys are firmly in the middle ground. You don't. You you prevent. We don't want to go fast. <laughs> you prevent him from lighting the ship aflame, but the amount of effort you expend to prevent him from doing so also prevents you from letting the ship go faster. <laughs> Uh, cool. So you guys cruise, you know, past the slower ships. You watch as like centralized rain pours, like it's like a like an old cartoon where like a sad person just has a rain cloud over them. That is every other boat in the early to mid section. Yeah. Even though uh, we also have a rain, just no rain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, your rain is busy preventing fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you notice, uh, everybody, roll me two dice. Uh, I just need a net gain of check marks. Who passes? 
Oh, everyone makes skill. Okay. That's two check marks. Oh, I got treasure and a check mark. Uh, I got a smiley face and an X. Dope. That sounds like good rolls. You, um, two check marks. You notice that other ships are being boarded by merfolk. You're like, oh no, this is the next <laughs> challenge, being attacked by mer people. Man, I'm not in the mood for sushi today. <laughs> <laughs> Fox meat is like, you know, we could eat them. <laughs> like, looking at you, Chico. Uh, Chico, you have a treasure, which means you have an item that is beneficial. You look around at these merfolks boarding other ships. What do you have that you know could affect the situation positively? A pumpkin. (laughs) 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 Caught me off guard, sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You feel the heavy sound of claws boarding the sides of your ship. Heavily armored merfolk in armor made of dense kelp, wielding coral weapons that you know if they touched your flesh would rip it apart in horrifying ways. Everything they have is covered in seawater, plankton, and rife with disease. Like, if they touch you, you will get sick. Thank goodness you have a pumpkin. I dropped the pumpkin on them. <laughs> it's plunk. What is this? What have you given to us? (laughs) The merfolk speaks to you, confused, never seeing a pumpkin before. Oh, it it also they uh, explode. It explodes. Yeah, it has explosives in. That's one. Full on blows everybody off the ship. (laughs) (laughs) They thought they were getting a present. They get curious and close, and then it's like uh, if you go Christmas morning under the tree, and one of your gifts is a bomb. Merry Crisis. <laughs> uh, Nicomismus. <laughs> Merry Crisis, Nicomismus. Hey, uh, don't feed me one of those, Foxmeat says. Oh, don't worry. I, we're going to look for some meat for you. We're looking for rabbit meat, but not my meat. Hey, don't die, because I will eat you. I will literally <laughs> eat anything. I am a scavenger. But you won't eat these pumpkins. Yes, now I know, even with my two intelligence, I should probably not ever trust a vegetable that comes from your hands. You're terrifying. Where is my mother? And then he goes off to rain and, like, nips at her heels. It's like two intelligence is the two brain cells that are trying their best. I want to eat that pumpkin, but I think I will die. I need my mom. (laughs) <laughs> she gives him some of her jerky instead. <laughs> who would have, who would have thought? My favorite, my favorite thing about my mother always has food. <laughs> and there is no chance she will run out of food because she is my mother. You didn't bite the explosive pumpkin. I'm very proud of you, my son. <laughs> I have a hard time conceptualizing pride, but the look on your face makes me feel happy and relaxed. I would like to do more behavior than makes you make this face. <laughs> I feel like you are not a threat to me. Meanwhile, Scattered is like falling on his face somewhere. Yeah, somehow Scattered is being dragged behind the ship. 
He's caught himself in ropes. He's being, he's keeled hauled himself. <laughs> Rain will go fix that. <laughs> God damn it. Cool. Um, unfortunately, there are still boats ahead of you. You see that many have dropped anchor in the small bay of the island in which you know the princess lies. Just got to make up the distance. And then a shadow comes over the ship. Each character, what is the biggest thing you've seen? Hmm. Uh, I've, I've got one. It would be a sea dragon. Uh, I think its name is Meraxes. And literally big enough to swallow multiple ships. And um, as big as nearly a mountain. I think the biggest thing Chico's seen is a fire giant. At least in recent memory. Big shark. A yeti. <laughs> Everybody make a skill check, please. If this was 5e, this would be a nature check. As you look at this terrifyingly large bird approach. I mean, rain has been a rock. <laughs> oh, then you know exactly what this is. <laughs> it's a rock. Smaller than the sea dragon that Ava has seen, but still a... Uh, oh, what's that? A megafauna. This is something ancient, like from a time when there was more oxygen in the atmosphere and it could support larger life. This is, the Native Americans would call it a thunderbird. This is too big to imagine, yeah, though I, Ava has seen bigger. Uh <laughs> I uh, I got a smiley face and a check mark, so I think I've seen Rain transform into this very thing before <laughs> when we were hanging out. Probably. <laughs> There's a knowing glance between you two. <laughs> Rain has transformed into a rock, um, pretending to like snatch another guild member and pretending to like eat them to get onlookers to be distracted. So. Jack could go and steal their stuff. <laughs> this thing is not pretending to eat anyone. <laughs> and it is just large enough to where if it was even to land on your ship, the weight wind pressure from the wings would snap your boat in half. Oh. Uh, okay, let, let, let's, let's hear Chico's roll, but I, I, have a, mm. I have an idea. But, okay, so you said the skill roll. Was that the one dice, the skill dice, or was that... Like the two dice we were doing before. I don't know entirely how this works. Just roll whatever you want. Uh, the relevant information was already found by uh, uh, Rain and Ava. But go ahead and roll, yeah, roll was, for was some a, fun. I rolled, I rolled the skill dice and got a five. So that was a check mark. Yeah, you know this is Big Bird. Big Bird bad. Oh yeah, I've, I've seen a rock before. It, it was one of my first adventures. It's been a long time. Yeah, this thing is he. This is bigger than even that. I do not think I could eat that, my buddy. Foxmeat <laughs> says to you. Hey, you're pretty smart. <laughs> hey, I know how big my mouth is. I, I turn to Rain and say, hey, so um, I know that you've turned into one of those before, a rock. Could you maybe turn in, turn into one again and then get it to land on one of the ships or more of them? I suppose it's worth a try. <laughs> Raina's gonna use her druid nature, weird animal knowledge and try to like come up with some sort of weird, funny bird mating dance or whatever and like try to turn into this rock 
and then fly over to another ship and kind of like beckon this other bird. <laughs> hey, are you waiting to me? <laughs> the rock screams at you. <laughs> Come here and find out. <laughs> Please roll a check. <laughs> is there a way I could like assist with this by uh, also flying up in the air and making sure that the rock does not attack rain or something like this just like keep flying up and keep an eye on things you can not, not benefit the situation but you can prevent a negative outcome yeah it's kind of what i want to do one check mark <laughs> and one nothing <laughs> on hey, the skill does. net check so <laughs> okay well I'm gonna mess up a bunch of bird or of these like wooden birds, uh, in order to impress you. Oh no! <laughs> and you see dive bombs like a falling eagle, just destroying some of these other ships. Uh, you see scattered people like holding onto planks, like the end of the Titanic. Like what just happened? <laughs> Very soft, slow clap comes from Eva. <laughs> now, uh, I do not know how to swim, but can I eat those people? He <laughs> motions with a paw to the people in the water. Oh, you talk about fox meat? Of course. Fox meat is all about food. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't recommend it because if you jump down there, it's going to be real hard to get back up here without some help. Oh, that makes sense. I hate it, but it makes sense. Okay. You just ate some jerky. You still hungry? <laughs> I feel Wait, like you don't get my deal, dude. <laughs> I do and somehow get it. the coyote lights a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're a normal coyote. Hey, I'm not saying I wasn't a guy who got turned into a coyote because of a curse, <laughs> and I'm not saying I am. <laughs> All I know is apparently my name is Foxmeat and I love my mommy. <laughs> All right, then. But I wouldn't go jumping in the water. Cool. So, um. <laughs> Foxmeat is becoming one of my favorite NPCs now. Yeah. He is my favorite NPC. <laughs> I might just play Foxmeat next season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, how is that, uh, how is that thing with Penny going? <laughs> uh, Foxmeat has two intelligence. He can't remember that he's in love. <laughs> <laughs> he sees food just dangling in the water and he's like, oh, I love the way it bubs. It's, like, it's <laughs> tempting me. I know I can't swim. I know I would die if I jumped off this boat, but the food is right there. It's right there. <laughs> um... He's doing his best. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. I am doing my best. Yeah, and uh, I, and I suppose like uh, Penny, um, instead of being up in the air with Ava, she's um, she's kind of like perched on the in, in the riggings, staring down at him. With the rock properly distracted, you know that there are boats ahead of you, but you have broken out from the middle, and now you are last. Of the first to arrive. As you anchor your ship, take a small rowboat in order to get to the beach. We will take our break. Alright. Um so oh right. Before we take our break, uh we have a review. 
And this review is five stars. Thank you so much from Smelly Cat Five Four Three. And Smelly Cat Five Four Three says, <laughs> "I think I get the reference." Um, I think it's neat that they try all kinds of RPG systems this season. After listening to Frigid Beach, I decided to run a Magic School one shot with the Sexy Battle Wizard system for my D and D group. We had so much fun. I'll keep listening for new ideas and inspiration and laughs, of course. LOL. Oh, thank you. Definitely Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> for the listeners, 100% that was Lisa Kudrow that left that re- that review. Wow, so... Lisa Kudrow. Thank you so much. <laughs> would love to get a, a celebrity endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone say, thank you, Lisa Kudrow. Thank you, Lisa Kudrow. Thank you, thank you Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, joining us were... Uh, Rain. I'm so proud of my son. And Shiko. Well, there are more pumpkins where that came from. And um, Ava, who says to the, turns around and says to the crew, yeah, y'all are gonna get your regular pay. No 10% bonus or deduction. Thank you, we're in that. Nice we job. feel neutral about that. <laughs> <laughs> the crew gives mediocre endorsement. okay bye 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 today's mid-episode shout out is quote big thanks to pih healthcare hero priya your dedication to saving lives every day is awe-inspiring you're our hero end quote if you'd like us to read your shout out go to firebreathingkittenspodcast.com. We've also got paperback, ebook, hardcover, and audiobook adaptations of our adventures on Amazon and Audible. Is there an episode of Fire Breathing Kittens that would make someone you know smile? Telling them about it would help us. Thank you. Hey, oh, wait. <laughs> hey, bud, that's my cup. No, <laughs> over here. <laughs> The clattering of moving cups, people shuffling. We begin our scene again on the deck of a ship. Someone was under deck. Which one of our player characters wants to describe what has happened to their shipmate? I'm trying to do the recap thing. A nameless NPC shipmate. Just do the recap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, not it because I would not be under deck right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wait, can Remember, be I was dick. flying. Um, no, no, no. It's oh. fine. I've got it. Last time on MP- <laughs> NPCs, FBK. Um, our darling Rain's cousin scattered. A man always in trouble, constantly over his head. Is now in over his head in love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I want to marry a princess, but I have to rescue her from a cyclops on this secluded island. And every pirate crew in the region is also vying for affection. Can you help me? (laughs) Rain, of course, said yes. Bring along Ava and Chico, two little fools who are willing to risk everything for love. Of course, they met the (laughs) superstar, everybody's favorite NPC, Foxy. My son. (laughs) 
Hey, what's going on here, guys? I'm just trying to get us something to eat. Um, oh, man, I should have done the whole thing from Fox Beats' perspective. True. <laughs> hey, like, you know what? This is my game. I'm allowed to do whatever. Hey, my name is Fox Beat. So I was hanging out in the forest, right? And then this freaking giant rabbit comes up and is like, Hey, I know I'm food, but there's more food if you don't eat me. And I'm like, oh, interesting. I would like to see more about that. And then we ended up on like, uh, it's like land, but it moves weird. It's made of trees. This is a fog. This is a coyote trying to describe a boat. <laughs> it's made of trees, but it doesn't move like a tree. Anyway, a giant bird came in, and then and then my mom turned into a giant bird. I don't know if you know my mom. Her name's Rain, <laughs> which is like I don't understand what language is, but it's not spelled like Rain. But she seems as powerful as it. Uh, <laughs> she gives me jerky, and I love her. <laughs> anyway, my mama turned into a giant bird and she I, I think tried to mate with another bird. At least I don't know. It distracted the bird enough to where I didn't get eaten, and that's why I love my mommy. <laughs> uh now the boat has hit on like ground and uh it seems like people are getting off. What are they doing? You've made land on the island. You see, this looks like that island from what's that Zelda game where it was cell shaded? I can't remember. Wind, Wind, Wind Waker. Waker. Wind Waker. This looks like that island, you know, where the dragon lives, where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. big mountain, low lying mm-hmm. region, and a bunch of platformer puzzles in mm-hmm. order to get to it. You're like, oh, geez, I'm going to have to. There's a lot of verticality to climb. <laughs> But you descend the boat, and you notice there are many other boats already docked. They have started this before you. Is there anyone still, like, leaving? Like, can we kick ladders or cut some ropes to <laughs> get rid of some competitors? Yes, you could absolutely roll dice if you tell me to sabotage the oncoming people. But there's no way to jump forward in this moment. The people who have already gone before you are ahead of you. Yeah. Though you do see a goblin and an orc laying in the sand looking, like, honestly, peaceful. I would like to sabotage the uh, the boats. Um, yeah, I really like uh, Rain's player's suggestion of, like, cutting ropes and, uh, you know, really screwing up the ladder mechanisms. And I think that uh, Avarice can do that with her feathers that she can move telepathically at, at speed that can cut things. And with her dragons, especially Malum, that can grow bigger and literally chomp on wood to break it. So yes, I would like to be doing that. Oh, um, also, like uh, I, I did look at the Adventure Dice system a little bit more. And to clarify, you roll two dice, your basic dice, and then you roll a third if you're using a skill or if it's dangerous. So you're either rolling two or three dice. Just a little aside about the system. Respect to the name. Um, how many dice are we rolling right now, Iva? I think she is pretty skilled at like um, sabotaging, uh, controlling her dragon and controlling her telepathic feathers. So um, the skilled dice and the regular dice. Roll it up, my guy. And then uh, the other players, 
keep in mind, like, this is your move. So start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I rolled a smiley face, a check mark, and I, I didn't roll a, another, an additional check mark. So, um, yeah, smiley face and check mark. Describe, please, Ava, as you hamper all other boats. Like, so, essentially, you cinch it up so you're the last boat to arrive. I, I thought we were, like, the last one of the first wave, and, and there were plenty of boats behind us. Yes, and now you have prevented any further boats from breaching the shores. Okay. Yeah, we did that with the with, with the rock. So, um... Ava, the maestro of feathers, (laughs) is going to uh, rise up in in the air uh, where she's above all of the incoming ships. And um, if anyone's ever watched My Hero Academia and seen Hawks with his with his feathers, uh, it's essentially that. So like she starts shooting feathers out of her out of her wings and they and they go cutting ropes, they go destroying hinges and uh, on one side and on the other side, her uh, glass dragon, Malum grows in size to about the size of a horse or slightly larger and um the more difficult mechanisms the more put together ladders uh he goes and destroys those with his shard with his glass shard breath and um probably gets a few people in 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 the way like causing quite a bit of destruction your feathers flutter up they go into like a vertical position and then quickly flap horizontal as they shoot out like shuriken, Pretty cutting much. away oh. everything around you. Anything that isn't cut by your initial wave is deftly eaten by your dragon. And I think that Shiko might be helping with that too, because he's he's mm-hmm. got ninja skills. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I've got the same thing with uh, carrots. I'm going to be throwing a bunch of carrot shuriken at the uh, ropes as well. You only yeah. have to now deal with the people already on the island. Oh, okay. People already on the island. That mm. initial first wave. Well, I mean, we've uh, we, we've got someone who can fly and someone who can turn into a bird. So couldn't we just like fly over them and just go ahead of them that way? I can drop pumpkin bombs on them. <laughs> Uh, since Rain hasn't turned back yet, she would probably try and kind of, like, check where everyone is running, and if someone has, like, actually any idea of where the princess might be. Um, I'm gonna give it to you, but give me a skill roll for additional knowledge. Can I also do that? Because I I could be sending Penny forward to do some scouting. Yeah, basically, you've touch land on this island and you're like where do we go next what's happening everyone feel free to make a check all right two check marks and a nothing on the skill i'll see the skill day since it's my girl penny i got check and an x i got two checks and one x i'm hearing a lot of net checks you need to go up like there are a couple crews most importantly, Crack Knuckle, the crew that was initially supposed to be the one to support Scattered. They knew first, they arrived first, and they are going first in initiative order, so to speak. Shiko, hmm. would you like to ride on Malum? He is big enough for you to ride, I think. Oh, shucks. As long as he don't bite. <laughs> 
Malum's, Malum's very well behaved. Don't worry, Shiko. He, he won't bite you unless you attack me. So try not to do that because he, oh, he has I, a pretty nasty bite. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. Well, let's go, Malum. Uh, you're very colorful and and pr- pretty gorgeous, actually. Look at you shining in the light, all the sunlight here on the island. And who are those two fellows over there? And I'm looking at the goblin and the orc just chilling. So I'm guessing they're just like wearing sunglasses and just sunbathing. They're absolutely chilling with a capital C. They seem unconcerned about everything going on around them. Well, I would bother them, but you know what? They seem to be doing A-OK, so I don't (laughs) think they care about nothing. That's the kind of life I wish I could be living right now. Just just chillax and having a just having a wonderful time mm. anyway let's go Malum. we got a princess to save uh everyone make a check real quick all i need is two net check marks so just like regular checks yeah dice? just 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 raw i got one check and one x i got one check and one uh, a frowny face a frowny face and an x but if this is about my son we're not leaving him <laughs> <laughs> so you see these two chill dudes hanging out on the beach and largely you're like we should not bother them even though they oh, no. seem like they would contain fruitful information your natural instincts is like let them chill <laughs> they don't get paid enough for this <laughs> you have Probably. truly no idea what their deal is right <laughs> I mean, if anyone wants to poke, feel free. Or the next challenge is climbing up the mountain. You just fly. <laughs> Wait, yeah, we were planning on just flying. Yeah, up there. We we're just gonna fly over. Oh no, you're allowed to breeze by through the next challenge. That's fine. <laughs> you fly up. It's beautiful. It's serene. You pass by pillowy clouds. You feel like airstreams as you move from strata to strata move against you. The different flows of the wind prickling your various versions of hair, fur, skin, whatever you have. But it feels nice as you breeze by. Does anyone think anything? Uh, I am just thinking about how to get, like, trying to, like, I am trying to send Penny uh, to scout only thinking about the um, goal and the reward for it and uh, how much how much the base rate is gonna, of pay is going to be for all the sailors who helped. <laughs> so Ava's mind is on money. Rain's mind is on fear, which is, I hope they don't have cannons or ballistas. <laughs> yeah, a- anti-aircraft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chico kind of loses himself thinking about just thinking about some of the pe- more peaceful things in life. Thinks back to the farm, how peaceful that life was, how he's adventuring now, and how most of the time when he goes on adventures, he usually gets the fire breathe the kittens in trouble in some way or another, but things work out in the end, or how he's usually getting hurt or about to get eaten. And even now, he's about to get, he's almost being eaten by a coyote. He's. <laughs> being attacked by merfolk you look back to the coyote a little animal that is constantly in a state of fear fear hunger he feels what you feel little fox meat is not so dissimilar and he's right next to you oh yeah he's in my backpack 
Are you hungry, little buddy? Always, brother. Hey, uh, uh, Rain, do you have any more of that jerky? Rock noises. <laughs> <laughs> she can't talk. <laughs> In the world shape. <laughs> what? I will pimp you for this one. Can we hear a rock noise? What does a rock sound like? Whatever you want it to be. <laughs> what does the rock say? <laughs> <laughs> Episode title, What Does the Rock Say? <laughs> <laughs> you hear the most adorable coyote squeal as he tries to uh, imitate a bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll keep him distracted for a while. But yeah, Chica's thinking back on maybe I maybe after this he should take take a take a chapter from those that that orc and goblin kind of just chilling and enjoy themselves and go back to living a, li a peaceful life. That's what he's thinking right now. You hear one word, like as you're breezing away from these orcs. Hey man, nets are coming back. It's a weird phrase, but that's what you hear. Nets? You said nets are coming back? Yeah. Nets are coming back. Well, uh, do we see any nets coming up? Give me a check. Okay. I'm gonna have my skill dice since I'm trying to get Penny to scout. Hey. Oh, I got two checks. Ooh, I got the I got the treasure bag, the four, and um is it two a two gives me a check mark, so two check marks and a treasure bag. Two check marks, but nothing else. <laughs> wow. If we were playing fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. Nets are one of the most underutilized objects in the game. This confident little goblin says to you, Nets are coming back. And those of you who got the treasure bag, he reaches out with a sleepy hand and hands you a bundle of rope. It's about the size of a bath bomb, maybe only three inches in diameter. But you know this is a tightly coiled bundle of net and that could affect many situations okay so i got a net great it just it just seems to all of you that while nets have been ignored as a battle style for so long nets are coming back oh okay <laughs> actually this is this is great because we're um we're flying overhead so if we drop a net down we could really slow some people some other competitors down the goblin winks at you <laughs> I, I i give him a, a a knowing smile a devilish so this, grin so this is while we're on um rain's back flying right yes how did you get up here <laughs> i just realized he's up here with us <laughs> He floats back down. You don't know why this character has Featherfall cast on them. <laughs> like like a like a feather gently moving back and forth, left and right. You see this sleepy looking goblin gently go back to the breeze and go, Baby, I don't know what I'm here for. My name's Jabroni. This is my buddy Athorian. And they're gone. Two NPCs that the are essence of chill. Just they're so chill. They're doing their own thing. 
And I imagine she, oh, she goes on Malum, but I imagine Malum is flying next to Rain. Yeah, and like. I imagine, yeah. Ava, you're on top of Rain. I, I'm, I'm flying. I'm, I, I got oh, you're wings. flying? Yeah. But I, look, I look over, I yeah. look over you, Rain, or not Rain, uh, Ava. What just happened? Um, she, like she, uh, she holds up the net that she just, uh, she just caught and said, well, we just got handed quite the advantage if we need it. That doesn't answer my question, but okay. <laughs> now I'm scared. <laughs> In one of the most intense voices you've ever heard Foxmeat says, he makes dead eye contact with you and says, fear means we are alive. <laughs> <laughs> to exist is to be in a constant state of protection. So we are safe. And we are protecting ourselves from others. We don't need to understand everything around us, but we need to know what is needed to keep ourselves alive. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody got a light for my cigarette? So, yeah, I mean, this is a fire-breathing kittens episode, and, like, we have three player characters, but we all know the main characters episode is Fox Meat. Fox Meat. And also, (laughs) um, and also... Scandered. Scattered. Uh, scattered. <laughs> Scad- scattered. Sorry, are your notes scattered? <laughs> Might be a little bit. Uh, cool. So you approach a big cave. For those of us who enjoy Greek mythology, this is exactly like uh, Odysseus and the Cyclops. The scale of the cave that you see dwarfs your size, no matter how tall. You are but a third in comparison to everything you see around you. There's enough room for sheeps to, like, roam and, like, exist in just the floor around the massive size of this creature. I have the song from Epic stuck in my head. (laughs) Hell yeah, dog. (laughs) <laughs> are you familiar with the more brutal cultures of the world depends yes or no my players actually i am uh familiar with more brutal cultures of the world because i remember dealing with some fire giants that were had a very brutal culture <laughs> just killing their family and and having just stone cold faces when they did it so, um, and the children were scary. That's a new fear that unlocked for me were giant children. Children are always scary. That's why condoms exist. <laughs> well, these were giant children. They were six. They were they were taller than me. They were six feet tall. And and they they regarded you as as a plaything that they could just cleave whenever they wanted. And I got scared, and it was horrifying. Um, large, giant children with full-sized weapons. <laughs> Everybody yeah. make a basic check, and if you have knowledge of brutalist culture, feel free to add your skill die. Uh, I mean, okay. av- Avarice is, is, is half-devil and grew up mostly in hell, so I think this is something that she... I'm going to add my skill dice to that. <laughs> so I've got... And I've... I've have recent memory of brutal culture so it was playing to part but it didn't really help because i got a frowny face and a check mark hmm yeah i i got a check mark and an x and didn't roll anything on my on my skill dice i didn't add anything because to rain the 
cruelest culture is probably humans <laughs> and the people that attacked her village. <laughs> I actually would like to explore that failure. How bad did you fail? <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. I do. That's a skull and an X. <laughs> Ooh, a skull. Yay! That's like our first outdanger. You take damage if you. Fox meat becomes uncomfortable as he picks uh -oh. up on the vibe of his mother feeling fear. You are not afraid of these people like a predator, but you are a lycanthrope, correct? Kind of, yeah. Some cultures view that as a gift, something precious to be held close, a commodity that needs to be kept. It is not about you, your power, or anything else, but you know these green-skinned orcs. They would love nothing more than to make you one of the warband. You feel an intrinsic fear of like this is not a predator who will eat me this is something that will take me that checks out with the how do you respond taking her horns and stuff <laughs> oh no they uh, don't want to take your horns they don't want to oh, yeah no they want they didn't want to take all of her <laughs> they want to turn like you humanity. into a, they want to turn you into a hunting dog which, is that better or worse than to be broken down into parts? Being broken so down into parts means death, and you get to go somewhere else. They want to collar you. Uh, do they... Does Rain see any, like, nets or harpoons or, like, rope you, you with those guys? You all are approaching a situation that is already happening. There are no traps set just for you, but you know if you make a wrong move, if you expose yourself too much, they're not going to kill you. They're going to incapacitate you, and you will wake up in a cage. Because beginning of the season, she probably would have run away now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think now she would either try to like attack and make some things collapse or she would try really hard to gather up some courage and stay hidden depending on could you describe like physically what rain does in this moment that maybe their compatriots could pick up on probably stagger a little like instead of flying uh ava would probably pick up on that yeah. the most because of flying herself where it's like mm -hmm. instead of being like steady she's kind of like uh waggling <laughs> in the air a little bit as they descend to the ground Ava notices the unsteady footing that rain sets upon they seem unsettled by what you're going to approach next wait unsteady footing what do you mean you see them trip. Oh, okay. Like, th they are coming in hot and heavy, ready to fight. But there is a little bit of fear and hesitation that causes when the foot touches dirt, 
a little bit of unsteadiness that you just notice out of the corner of your eye. You have been trained to clock weakness, so you can capitalize on that. Okay, uh, can you I see, like... avarice, horde. H. <laughs> no matter what, he is your father, and he is someone who capitalizes on other people's weakness. You sense that weakness in her in this moment. Oh, you don't and- have to capitalize, but you see the unsteadiness in her footing as she feels uncomfortable in this approach. I see. So I, I notice uh, Rain's turbulence. So, um, okay, I, I'm going to spin that because, like, she's my ally. She's um, We're doing this together. So that's something that I want to try to avoid. I, I, I don't want weakness when it's coming from, uh, when it's, like, comes to the allies. Um Oh, yeah, just to be clear, <laughs> Blythe is not the devil. He's the dark elf. <laughs> um, he's a man who makes money. Yeah, a devil in that way. So Whatever means necessary. Uh, Capital N. So I am going to try to see if I can determine what it is that um, made Rain sort of uh, sort of hesitate falter in, in in the air like um I, i'm gonna i'm gonna do it in two ways first of all like her um avarice herself looking and trying to see if she can see the source of the threat and two penny literally communicating to w- w- with rain like in in her in her mind saying uh hello rain so wh- what is it what made you stumble like that would you like to make one check or two one check with the bonus dice Oh, okay. I'm not gonna regret this. So I got a, um, I got a check mark. Oh, a frowny face, but another check mark. So two check marks and a frowny face. You feel the negative, like you immediately clock what Rain is feeling. You are walking into a lion's den. Mm. Your chances of winning are low. Can I see where the lion's den is? Like, what, what part of it is the lion's den? You have not entered the cave yet, but you look at this rocky cliff, the stones that make up the mouth of this cave are intimidating. It is scary to walk into this dark hole. And as you look to rain next to you, you clock a fear that you don't have in your heart but she holds deeply in hers. This is something you should be afraid of. While you are not, this is a scary. Couldn't we just skip the cave? Like, fly over it? (laughs) Like, why do we have to go in the cave? (laughs) Scattered speaks up, confident in one of the first moments he has shown any true real emotion. She's in there. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. Hold on, I would like to go back to Chico. Chico, you haven't said anything in a while. You see Mm -hmm. the two other party members looking at this empty void, this gaping maw of darkness that you know you have to walk into. What are you thinking, feeling in this moment? Well, right before that, when, um... 
when Rain stumbles when she lands, it's like, oh, well, she's just like family. Thinking back on a Scattered, so runs in the family. That's all it's going through Chica's head. It's like, oh, this is fine. And then seeing the two of them looking real stoic, looking, Rain looking very fearful. Uh, <clears throat> Ava, all, not looking fearful, looking confident, but knowing that there's something. Thank you. Looking <laughs> trepidatious. And and Chica's just like, yeah, we're adventurers. This is gonna be this is gonna be normal. <laughs> Nothing possibly go wrong. And he's mm-hmm. confident, ready to go. Yeah, like um a- Ava's gonna kind of like go in, in, in front of you guys and uh and tell you, listen guys, I'm sure that we've got this because we're really strong, but we gotta take this one seriously, okay? Um there is some there's some real danger coming up, and I know that for you mortals, we do. We want to try to avoid danger, mitigate it, face it head on, but with an ad- advantage. So, yeah, don't go in bl- blundering like a uh, scattered over there. And then no Chico, Chico thinks back on some of his other adventures he's gone on where he's gone gung ho and jumped in there immediately, just like the just imaginative right getting kicked out, kicked out of the way, just kind of laying down hurt he remembers getting hurt in other adventures and thinking yeah adventure may not be the best thing for me i'm on this adventure to like i usually go on an adventure and it's a 50 50 whether or not it's like a game show or like a life or death situation so this seems more like one of them life or death situations so he looks up and says, ah i really do appreciate you giving that fair warning i'll let you go ahead of me ma'am you seem pretty strong (laughs) and now cheek is a little fearful (laughs) <laughs> uh hmm H- how about our good friend scatter is is he still here with us scatter oh, looks like the most brave amongst you he is a man driven by passion and love and he is more than willing to walk into a dark cave that he doesn't know what's wait he is willing to walk into the serpent's mouth as long as he can pull his love out from the gullet of the beast. Well, we got to protect you at all, at all costs because you're the key of this of this mission. So, Rain, you've been pretty good at doing that. So how about you continue making sure that he doesn't, you know, die or get seriously mangled to the point where his love won't um, be able to recognize him? Uh, you see your cousin half covered in this darkness. And... Ava's words register in your ear. Like, you hear what she's saying, but all you can focus on is your little foolish cousin walking into a dark cave. And what more primarily could be scarier than that? Since she's so freaked out, which is not an unfamiliar feeling... Uh, especially for a beginning of the season, Ren. Um, my anxiety disorder girl is going to, uh, use her new coping mechanism for that, which is to turn into her werewolf form. So she would, uh, shed the rock and turn into, like, her natural wolf form, sort of, which is this, like, really big bipedal wolf with uh in rain's case like 
uh, a mix of like this gray and dirty blonde that her hair also has, but like in fur. And now she has her horns back. So it's full on shed loop on full power time, except for being scared. <laughs> and she would probably urge her cousin to also shift. <laughs> Have you seen Scattered Shift before? No. Everyone sees something beautiful. This weak, foolish man flexes. His muscles become taut. Every single angle about him because becomes something noble. This is a wolf looking for his prey. Yes, well, we could explore the definitions between how that means romantically. But Rain sees her foolish little cousin become something terrible because he wants it. That is mine to have. And nothing will come between him and what he wants. What is the feeling that Rain feels as she watches her little cousin become a terrifying monster? Oh... Surprise. A hint of surprise. <laughs> um, uncertainty in a way that she's worried that he's going to get in over his head and be crushed by a cyclops. <laughs> uh, roll me a check. Does it involve trying to read his behavior? Would that benefit you? As a former pack mate, probably. <laughs> we'll go ahead and roll the extra dice then. <laughs> That's a check mark, a frowny face, and a nothing. You're frowny. You've lo you've lost him. He is a man controlled by passion in this moment. But you well. know what he does is not selfish. A wolf has been let loose. Abu. <laughs> uh, sort of all of you, you stand at the mouth of this cave, no matter how deep you've delved. But Scattered wants it most. This Cyclops, not a biological Cyclops. This was once a two-eyed thing that has cut deeply away one of their eyes so they can see more clearly. And as the bones bend and break around Scattered... He becomes a wolf, and two scarred men fight over the destiny of another person. How do we react? Does it look like he's going to win? Yeah. Is, pa is passion there are two the, the, wolves the, inside of you. <laughs> is, passion, is passion the secret <laughs> weapon that's going to save the day, or is he going to die? <laughs> a horrific death. This seems like an even fight. If you were to not intervene, it is up to the dice, so to speak. Well, let's try to give them an advantage, huh? Like, let's 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 try to do some faux pas at the at the other one, you know, distract him, pelt him, annoy him. And just to fully dictate the scene, you walk into a cavern too big. It is oval shaped. There are cutaways on the side of the building that would be closer to like an apartment building 
every 10 feet, there's another row of places to put things. But the howl that Scattered gives out echoes deeply. And the most dominant figure in the room, this 20-foot-tall cycloptic being, howls back. But it's not a stunt on the other one. This is two beasts howling at each other. Okay, so to be clear, um, is there are there two people fighting or three people? Like, is, is there two wolves and a cyclops, or is a cyclops a wolf? Like, what's what's exactly going on here? The cyclops and the wolf are howling at each other. You see heavy chains hang from the ceiling. Many, too many lanterns. Almost like it would be a lair action where these lanterns could drop at any moment and crush you, burn you, make you go away. Hmm. But you don't want to do that. What do you want to do? Master the situation around you as this wolf and the cycloptic image of you've seen bigger things, but you've never seen something so big stand on two legs. Love, danger, darkness. It all is right there in front of you. How do we approach? What are we thinking and feeling? Give me a lead here, my players. Okay. So I have a play that I would like to make. Um, so you said that the ceiling is obviously dangerous with all these lanterns and layers that are like... You're looking about. at man-sized lanterns, like big enough to snatch you up, filled with fire and enough loose chain connecting them where you know it could easily drop to the floor if it had to. This is a lair action ready to go off. We should trip him. Ava holds up the net. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a net. Um, am I able, can, I, can I like gauge about how big this net is? Like whether it's big enough to snare um, a cyclops or if it's just big enough for its head? Like, yeah, can, can I gauge how big this net could be? As long as you say nets are coming back dramatically, just describe to me the size and dimensions of the net and what you need. I just need you to say nets are coming back. Okay. Um, well, uh, Ava, with her ability to fly and with her net, is going to uh, fly over the... Um, the Cyclops, like, trying to dodge all the chains and lanterns and stuff, but knowing that it's very dangerous and the layer action might happen, so I'm willing to roll a danger dice in addition to regular dice, um, she is going to wait until she's right on top of the Cyclops, um, like, uh, go close, like, close enough to the ceiling where, uh, the net would envelop him entirely and not just, like, kind of fall, so the net would have a little bit of momentum and weight as it went down, and, um... She goes, like, behind, a little bit up, then throws the net down and says, nets are coming back. And, like, I, I mean... Uh, sorry, she, take that again. Give me the nets are coming back, but, like, one more time with some gusto. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to say it in character voice, too. So uh, she kind of, like, uh, throws it dramatically down and says, nets are coming back. And um, oh. and uh, throws it down to try to get over the Cyclops and have it expand over its entire thing and just snare the Cyclops as much as possible. So I'm going to roll for that. That's uh, two regular dice and a danger dice. 
Three X's. <laughs> Ooh, oh no. So oh no. For my danger dice. Um, a check mark from my from one of them, and so skull check mark X. Ava, describe you damaged. doing what you said, but give me a terrible failure at the end. What do your compatriots see as you do the most and then fumble? Okay, so um, basically she throws it down with gusto, but I'm assuming there's going to be a, a lair action. Um, one of the, like, as, as soon as she's um, cast the net down and it's snaring the um, the Cyclops, uh, the Cyclops kind of, like, throws, like, around because this was so unexpected. Um, one of the lanterns goes and drops right onto, like, drops right onto to her, and she manages to just avoid being completely crushed on it, but... One of her wings is busted. She can't fly. Uh, Ava's and, um, unable to fly. You see the beautiful golden wings filled with these powerful fled feathers are trapped inside of this literal birdcage. And uh, and yeah, she, she screams like a sound that you've never heard before from her or probably any living animal. It's a, it's a scream of anguish of of pain that goes so deeply down it's 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 from something that makes her fundamentally her has been taken this away this is not a noise she likes to make this is a reaction incarnate it, it it is almost like vocally she farts <laughs> <laughs> the, the squeal of terror that comes out of her mouth is intrinsically embarrassing um, what you all see, the other two, Ava stepped up through a net, encapsulated the being, but then almost immediately, a lantern was dropped from the ceiling, searing, burning the rope connecting the net to the net holder, freeing the Cyclops, and lefting Ava dealing with a bunch of molten hot rope. This is scary, guys. Chico's fight or flight response kicks in. He's he's scared when he hears like Ava screaming out, and he's gonna be like, I, I gotta get her out of there. And he, without thinking, just runs up to where the cage. I'm guessing the cage and Ava are right next to where the fight's taking place. Uh, so it's sort of like Ava is standing maybe ten feet away from the Cyclops. Yeah, and she moved forward through the net, but then a lantern from overhead came down mm-hmm. with terrifying speed and captured her up. Mm-hmm. So is she outside of the cage, and the cage is on top of her wing, or is she like in the cage now? Well, Eva's next move is entirely her own, but cinematically, she is enveloped in a person-sized lantern. And you oh, hear Fox okay. Meat say, I can eat that, and you know he can't. <laughs> Good old Fox Meat. He wants to. It seems like Ava is kind of incapacitated, and I can't actually, Chico would know he wouldn't be able to actually do anything. This is a huge lantern. Too big for him to push up. It's on fire. It's not even so much the lantern. It's looking at the person you're fighting. And you're like, oh, we're fighting in their 
preferred territory. Like, they are ready for people to come in and try to fight them. And then these lanterns that lie above are ready to descend down to snatch you up and remove you. As terrifying as you are, if Mm. you were suspended in the air, you couldn't do anything. But then you hear fox meat barking loudly. I can eat it. I can eat it. I can actually eat it. I know it's metal, but actually I can eat it. Just let me eat it. And he takes a breath and then says two sweet words. Papa. Um, what? Why do you... You're my dad. What do I do? (laughs) I have my mommy. She gives me jerky, the nice meat that tastes sweet. I don't know what soy sauce is, but it's been soaked and it tastes nice against my palate. (laughs) She is my mother and you... Anger. Frustration. Confusion over the words. But the words still come out. You are my papa. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. We gotta get Ava. <laughs> he, he's being completely thrown off by this coyote, trying to trick him, play mind games with him. He's had enough. You know, stop this. I'm gonna snap your neck. Yeah, I bet you would. And then he gets quicker, more swift. Um, what is your action? Are your is your action towards the enemy or saving Ava? Mm-hmm. Chico's kind of. For the first time, he's actually kind of snapped out of being sort of unsure and just kind of gullible, just doing what comes in and being gung-ho. And he's actually thinking a lot more serious now. He hears Ava screaming. This coyote's trying to trick him, and he's he's he gets upset pretty easily, but it's gone from being upset to being to being he's what capital M mad. Yeah, he's Oh, yeah, but he's... Chico mad. But it's a mix of that and the fight-or-flight response. And One of my favorite phrases to the listeners, I know I'm your favorite DM. I'm speaking just to you. I'm the meanest rabbit in the warren. <laughs> we are small, gentle folk, but someone has to be the most mean. You inhabit that emotion. Mm-hmm. So he takes a look at his situation. He sees that he's just a little rabbit, but he's got um, Rain here. And Rain is a werewolf. He's aware of that now, and she's super strong. And then this stupid wolf is all, or this wolf, this stupid coyote is thinking, I can eat, I can eat. And he's like, all right, here's what you're going to do. You you go with your mommy. You get Ava out of that cage, and I'll take care of that cyclops. And he takes out one of his uh, big, one of his pumpkins. Um... Rain, how much of a shape changer are you? And this is not a question of fact. Decide how much of a shape changer are you? Um, she's like a multifaceted kind of shape changer. So she has the form that she's in right now, which is from her naturally, like all of her people have that. And on top of that, she can transform into all kinds of, like, animals. So she has sort of, like, something that's second nature to her, and then she has something that's more like magic, where she has to, like, focus and then turn. As you are, like, trying to magically focus, 
you feel something come inside you, a new entity, your son, a, a coyote, has now added itself to you. What? <laughs> In your roiling flesh, as you change between forms, a coyote becomes part of it. Let's go. <laughs> Could you describe this hybrid werewolf coyote true predator? Yes, let's go. Um... Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely a lot more sandy colors in the fur. Um, wilder eyes, maybe. More of that, like, ooh, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> From the coyote, kind of like, what can I eat? What's like, what is my mouth big enough to consume with the added pride of like... You could make it bigger if you wanted to. Your body yeah, is yours pride. to control. Your <laughs> mouth is as big as you need it to be. And this hunger of the coyote emboldens your spirit. Your body is yours. So we have two rows of teeth on like... You have this like outer row and then kind of like an inner row that's maybe more like... More ouchy. <laughs> and before when Rain transformed, it was always kind of like a, I am stronger now. I can like protect myself. I can protect my friends. And now it's kind of like, I am stronger now. I can eat you now. I'm hungry. And... Oh, sorry. I'm hungry. <laughs> you hear that voice echoing in your skull. <laughs> and it's strength. It's confidence. It's need being made manifest. I'm hungry, mama. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's also add another pair of legs. Why not? Have a slight new situation. Um, Ava, the beauty you see as a demon, this person next to you has commanded their flesh into the correct shape. And even though it is abhorrent to most humanoids, you don't see that. You see a soul making their body match what they want. And even though it's six legs, patches of fur, d drool coming from the multiple sets of jaws, all you see, Ava, is beauty. This is what they want. Uh, okay. Uh, mm, yeah, so Penny sees that and kind of transmits that to uh, Ava, who that makes her like snap out of the the um, the kind of place that she, she was in because she kind of like blacked out for a second. Um, and then she she yells, Malum! And um, yeah, I mean... He he goes and he tries to um, I mean he he tries to he tries to uh, save his 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 uh, his master, you know, <laughs> um because yeah the the coyote thinks that he can eat the metal, but the dragon Malum in his larger form does eat metal, so he's gonna try to swallow the entire cage with her inside of it. And break her out of cage that way. How do we feel, Chico? You watch as your two compatriots 
bend and break their fleshy forms into what is, is ever necessary. The cage that contains the princess moves. Well, the princess in a cage? Oh, well, of course. She was one of the hanging features of the, of the top bit. There were many torches, and she just burned the most brightly. And as your lupine friends snap away all the exterior, you're a sweet boy. Are you a sweet boy? I was. <laughs> but this whole situation is making Chico think weird feelings all at once just kind of spiral out of control. First it becomes it was, beautifully it, was, it becomes beautifully simple. You're right. Someone needs you to help them and your compatriots are removing all threats. Grab them. Take them. Bring them back to safety. You are the rabbit in the warren. How, you high, don't... how high up is this cage that that princess is in? A herringar can jump an incredible amount. It <laughs> is within your grasp. Right. Do you grab them? Oh, yeah. I'm going to teleport up there, leaving a the scarecrow behind, grab her, and then teleport back and leave a scarecrow in the in the cage. You and see a terrifying, a terrified young woman held in your arms. What do you say to her to comfort? Uh, don't worry, I'm here to save you. And uh, you're not in shining armors down there fighting Cyclops. Uh, we'll get you out of here, no problem. Like, tr- like knees on the chest. Like the Cyclops is fully focused on Scattered and just beating the absolute crap out of his face. Uh, but speaking of which, I'll, bl- mm-hmm. go ahead. Through bloody teeth, he still sputters out. I got you, girl. <laughs> oh God, dang, that's a lot of blood. <laughs> I got. <laughs> I got you, girl. He's got you. <laughs> so with that, he's gonna set her down and say, "Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to put you down here real quick. Uh, don't." Do anything. If you see any of them pirates come up, scream, and I'll come to help you. But I got I got to help him out. All right, Scattered, I'm coming to help you. And I would like to, I don't know, start throwing some pumpkins. You start throwing bombs around the scene. Oh, geez. Everyone hates this. Crack Knuckle shows up. The pirate who was there first. Roll checks. Mm. How do you counteract this new addition to the scene. I got a check and an X, so... Neutral. hmm Well, I was already prepared for pirates to be coming along, so I'd imagine I'd at least be alerted. Hey, you're my dad. <laughs> you see, like, even if you're feeling weak, the fierce, hungry, vicious, and frankly, vascular coyote is standing in front of you, preventing danger from touching his papa. I was just going to say, Rainmeat would probably just go for an intimidate and let out let out a big old roar towards the pirates. Yeah, roll have the check, turn let me... around. Ooh, can I, can I also roll one if, if we're intimidating? Because uh, not as Ava, but as Malum, because he eats metal, um, so he, you just see like this 
that this dragon completely envelop like the the cage that she's in and then grow to the size of probably like half the cyclops like 10 feet long like a- as big as a young as a young dragon now um but the thing is he also got her in his in, in his maw with um the <laughs> with the uh what's it called the forge hot heart that he's got so i'm going to roll you, danger you dice. hear your you hear your boy say the first words he's ever spoke it's very simple very clean you know the message no he does not like what's happening in front of him no he does not and uh okay i (laughs) okay i I didn't get a skull but i got a a frowny face and a um an x so um he, he doesn't he doesn't burn her further or damage her further he no, he just takes all the her. damage. He takes the damage? Yeah. You got a frowny face and an X, dog. <laughs> okay. Uh, can Have I, you can, ever can seen I, um... melted glass before? Mm, yeah. It's, 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 like, it's like glowing. It's, it's, it's all like um, melty falling around. You see your little boy dealing with that. No. 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 He says breathily, his first and only words, as he soaks the damage, melting his glass-like skin around him. So you, his mother, doesn't have to feel pain. Oh, it's a bit too late for that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he, he, I guess, is like, is like kind of transparent, and and you see, um, the the, the cage melting all around her. The, the fire from within the cage and within the dragon merging into one. Um, and you, you see her, like, in, inside of it. Uh, her, her, most of her feathers have been burned off at this point. Um, and, yeah, she's just, I your, guess, trapped inside of a melting dragon you, right now. They're melting away, and it's not like they're not ready to fight. It's just you have no accuracy. You're burning feathers are shooting off in every direction you are losing control there is so much of you that like so much raw emotion so much protective energy to keep you from dying your wings become frayed they don't know where to fight but they have to they know they are supposed to fight right now and you feel a little bit of you moving away okay, every good. second, every microsecond. <laughs> Another feather. I've got a pitch for you, though. Since, since these feathers are covered in melting glass and glass from a stained glass dragon, no, no less, they, they, they scatter in all directions, no accuracy, but they do more damage when, when they hit. They, uh, they, they become oh. embedded. They become part of the, the rock. You have forever changed this cavern. The Ooh. cage has been melted away. Even though each one of you individually are feeling something, you are fire-breathing kittens. You have been hired to do a job. And your job is to bring the princess back to the person she loves. All of you are feeling pain and pressure. How do you push through? I got two check marks and 
a frowny face on my intimidation roll roll. That's your frowny face. Is you, You're doing such a good job, but it causes you pain. Do you focus that pain on your goals or the goals of the person who you've been hired to protect? I would say both. Just like frustration and this feeling of just wanting whatever is like making things more difficult and causing pain to disappear um, would probably both like just mix into this howl of go away, leave me alone, <laughs> and I will eat your face if you come closer <laughs> because I don't have any other choice. Uh, I know in this system, advantage doesn't exist, but Foxmeat definitely howls, giving you advantage. My mom is talking! <laughs> Listen! <laughs> Something is happening. How do you feel that, Chico? You feel the reverberation of your soul? You are a rabbit. You are inherently prey, but in this moment when you feel her words echo through your chest, maybe for just one moment, you are a predator. It does feel like that. Yeah, I, I've been trying to figure out what I want to do with my life and adventuring probably ain't one of it, but being a good person is what I've always been. And that's what I'm going to do now. Stop it now. His, these these people they're they're so sad, they 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 they're creating limits for themselves, and you could break through them. Say something sweet as you physically remind them, with gnashing teeth and claw. What do you say as you rip apart those in front of you? We got we gotta do this. We gotta save we gotta save everyone and do the right thing. Come on, everyone, let's do it. It's terrifying to you, Ava. You've been alone for so long. And these words of the Herengar causes a full warrant of rabbits to come up. A swarm has been summoned by just true duty. <laughs> How do you feel about that as you watch something you wanted but was not yours? Someone is willing to fight and die to make your day a little bit easier. That's Malum, right? And and Chico. Okay, so I, I, I'll tell you what Ava does. So right now she's trapped inside the stomach of this melting glass dragon who's crashed to the ground by, by now, taken all the damage, just lying still. Um, wings and body melting into the, into the ground. She, um... She, uh, obviously... Very, very pained to do this. She reaches deep within within Malum and grabs his heart, like the, the heart of hearts, like the, the crystal inside the, the dragon that makes it. She, she knows that this is what makes the dragon the dragon. And like the a, dragon is happy to offer his heart to you. She reaches in, in, in into the into the flames of a glass furnace, takes the heart. And then screams, not not in pain, but in determination to break out of there. How hard do you grab onto this heart? Scale of one to ten. Eleven. Yeah. 
she she grabs onto it so so hard that her her hands glow with with, with this with this power this red power that she channels into herself and then she grabs so hard that it explodes. Do you grab with just your left or right hand or both? Both, both. She she reaches in there and, and grabs it because she, she knows that she needs to get out. She knows that she needs to be there for her companion. She knows that she needs to end this. Your fingers, are the flesh around your hands, are removed. <laughs> yep. You are forever marked by this action. You have skeletal hands. But do I do I do I make the explosion? Do I do 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 I finish this and go out? Roll a dice. All right, obviously <laughs> dice here, but also a skill dice. But no matter what, Ava has done something. They have touched the heart of creation, and they are forever marked. Their flesh cannot comprehend what they touch. And it is forever removed. Okay, well, I, I got no skulls, uh, but I got a frowny face and two check marks. And that, that, checks, that checks out. <laughs> you have a functional hand when you pull it away. You no longer have flesh. You have touched something and changed it. And your gift is you no longer have musculature you have no flesh you pull your hand away and there is a skeletal hand looking back at you (laughs) so both hands are skeletal now you can move your digits if you wanted to but by the act of helping another something has been removed from you okay but do i do i make the explosion yeah yeah of course it works (laughs) Do do I do I end this, in in the most dramatic fashion? Fashion. I don't know. Do you? Yeah, she she wants to. Like um, she she'll using this power of hers. She will create pockets, um, create sort of portals that go into her realm around each of her allies, including the Haranga, the Harangan, as much as she can. But then the rest of it just explodes in in, in molten glass. It's. It's too many portals. Like, for the other two, you're like, oh, this is causing tryptophoria for me. There are too many holes. <laughs> but, 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 I, but I protect my companions in the cost of all the extra stuff flying into my other realm. <laughs> as disgusted as you are, there is comfort in it. It's not easy to be a fire-breathing kitten. Oftentimes, you have to make your heart small for the benefit of the greater good. We struggle. We fight. Some of us die in order to fight for what we believe in. Cyclops, pirates, it's insubstantial at the end of the day. How much are you willing to risk for another? Everyone is risked today. But we're fire-breathing kittens, and we fight, <laughs> we stand up, <sighs> and we fight, and we stand up, and we light the whole town on fire. This little king has been reunited with his princess, 
It's beautiful watching this little guy, this scraggly little goofball, marry his princess. What a beautiful story. A demon that bent and broke everything around them. That could be the end of the story. Or is it just the beginning? Let's give our outros. Rain. Jingle. Ava. All right. Well, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. It's that part of the show where we introduce you to a podcast you might enjoy. Have you heard of As We Eat? Food lovers Kim Baker and Lee Olson invite you on a storytelling journey exploring food memories, family recipes, food traditions, cuisines, cookery, and food history to discover how food connects, defines, and inspires us. Check out As We Eat, a podcast.